Alldeles strax ska ni få höra en intervju med Dr. Kosro Isas Nikpei och han snackar om viktiga grejer. Kosro är nämligen expert på fibrer. Ja, och så har han ju en doktorsexamen i kemi från Harvard University Cambridge så han vet vad han snackar om. Faktum är att han är så hängiven till uppgiften att få människor att äta mer fiber att han är CEO på Frill som gör fiberrik glass. Känn på den! Nej men alltså jag känner att jag måste vara helt ärlig nu och berätta att den här intervjun ja, den ligger faktiskt i toppskiktet på listan av intressanta intervjuer som gjorts i denna podd. Och det är ju ett gäng vid det här laget. Kanske tycker ni som jag, eller inte. Vi får se. Hej, det är Paige DeSorbo från Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Och nu kära vänner är det dags för intervju med Dr. Kosro Isas Nikpei här i Food Pharmacy podden. Welcome to the food pharmacy show, Koshro Nikpei. I'm <laughs> so you. I'm so honored to have you here. And today we are going to talk about dietary fiber. I know you you like that subject, don't you? I love that subject. It's actually <laughs> an honor for me to be on your on your show. So thank you. <laughs> so this is a fiber is a nutrient we need to pay more attention to. What kind of nutrient is fiber and where do we find it? Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting that one even calls it a nutrient because it's actually for us, it's not a nutrient. Uh, we can't do anything with fiber, uh, but it's one of the most important nutrients uh, for the bacteria that live in us. Um, we basically, that's that, that's their food. Mm. Um, and we'll talk about it maybe a little bit more later, but um, if we don't feed them, uh, they're not happy. And when they're not happy, horrible things happen, start happening. Mm. So, uh, so it's, it's actually the food, uh, for the bacteria. And, um, uh, I think you asked where do they, where does it come from? It primarily comes from almost any, any plant has fiber. But my favorite statistic and, and it's, it's based on meta-analyses is and it's an easy number to remember. Uh, bec- you know, the question is, what's healthy? And to mm-hmm. me, healthy is living healthier, longer. Not yeah. living longer, because if I live longer and unhealthy, I'm probably not necessarily that happy with my life. But if mm-hmm. I live healthy long, then I have all the chances to have a fulfilled life. Uh, mm-hmm. It's more in my hands. And so so th- that's all the ultimate measure that I'm personally interested in and measuring anything against. And if you look at all-cause mortality, for example, meaning you, we include everything, you know, from 
you know, car accidents to every, everything. Uh, then you don't, you can't cheat yourself because then you say, is it actually having an impact on all causes? Mm. And 10 grams additional fiber a day reduces all cause mortality by 10%. There is no drug on earth that can do that. This is, uh, you need to repeat this because it's uh, so uh, important. <laughs> so I, I will um, make you repeat that again, <laughs> please. <laughs> so so it's, uh, if you measure every single bad thing that can happen to us, meaning mm-hmm. death, mm-hmm. Uh, and you say, what's the correlation uh, with mm-hmm. fiber? Uh, you find that a 10 gram additional fiber a day, and we, most of us should at least get that much more mm. a day, mm. 10 grams a day reduces all-cause mortality by 10%. Mm. To put it in perspective, uh, that's many, many years of car death accidents in the US, the equivalent yeah. of that saved. Um, the closest thing that sort of comes to it, and but this is measured for people who are already sick and you're trying to save their lives, uh, statins uh, mm. that people get, uh, you know, uh, to help them uh, against uh, cardiovascular disease. And those are the numbers, but these are sort of, that's a drug that you give to people that are already sick and you try to save them, prolong their lives. But yeah. there is basic, there's nothing you can eat or do currently, no drug produced, nothing that beats fiber. And it's crazy that we're not paying attention to it. And I think the reason is you can't patent fibers. They're free. They're everywhere. So yeah. um, so you can't make <laughs> the same amount of money on fibers as you can no. on statins. I mean, how many people on earth are having statins? It's like one of the most uh, common drugs, I think, out yeah. there. Uh, so um, let's hope uh, I not get a call from uh, <laughs> from the <laughs> producer of statins after this. I can tell you that if you're healthy and you eat a lot of fiber, the point at which you might ever need statins will be way, way, way later in life. Yeah. Um, so, so, but not for everyone because some people may have a certain genetic predisposition to something. So, so it's it's that that has to be decided individually, you know, based on sort of the medical situation that the person may have. But as a societal preventative medicine, so to speak, fiber beats anything else. Mm. Um, just on cardiovascular disease, five to seven grams additional fiber a day. Mm. reduces cardiovascular, um, so so basically anything that has to do with heart disease, um, um, stroke, those types of things, reduces it by 10%. You there's, know a, that- or, or, there's a correlation between higher fiber intake and reduction by 10%. So that's even on an individual disease, you see that correlation. And remember, correlation is not necessarily causation, meaning... No. The two go hand in hand with each other. But when you sort of see that five grams has an effect and 10 grams correlates with twice the effect Mm. and 15 grams correlates with three times the effect, then you start believing more in causation. Mm. But of course, until you have the exact mechanism in your hand, you cannot necessarily say, yeah, I have proven that there is a causative. Uh, Mm. But the correlations are very, very strong. This is analyzed over multiple hundreds and thousands of people, meta-analyses. So across many studies, it's not just, you know, me in my basement having done a study and being having convinced myself. It's not the case. It's broad, very broad. Talking about fiber, we often hear the word prebiotic. Would you please explain the term 
prebiotic? Um, yeah, I think it all uh, they're almost synonymous, but not quite. Um, so a prebiotic is something that fundamentally feeds your bacteria. A you probiotic. mean the bacteria in the gut? In the gut, yes. Mm. Uh, the, the probiotic is the actual gut bacteria, and the, mm. and the prebiotic is uh, is is what feeds them. And now, fiber is not the only thing that feeds them. So, therefore, prebiotic is a much broader term than fiber. But fiber is a prebiotic. But uh, let's say uh, recent research shows that. Uh, uh, and that's why we're also getting quite interested in it is there's one of the, there's a few, but one of the more common sweeteners, xylitol, um, is actually acts as a prebiotic. It actually oh. gets metabolized by your bacteria. So it feeds them. Um, whereas let's say erythritol does not. Hmm. Um, so um, so the, the, the prebiotic is basically, think of it as the food for your bacteria and and then fiber is one of the, the most common one and the most trustable one, I would say, but mm. uh, but it's one of them. But going back to the white bread and uh, and uh, compare it with fibers that goes all the way way down to your gut, are all fibers prebiotic? Um, no, um, there is. You need to group. Uh, it's a good point. Uh, you need to group fibers into really two broad segments. Remember I said the carbohydrates, the sort of long chain, the, the complex carbs, we can break down the mm. enzymes in our and cut them. Uh, then there is soluble fiber, uh, which uh, generally is what gets eaten by your bacteria and your bacteria can break them down. Then there's insoluble fiber, basically cellulose, what you find in the bark of a tree. That's also lots of sugars. Uh, uh, it's made made out of, it's also a fiber. But even your bacteria can't break them down. Uh, so uh, so they end up basically moving through your intestines. They also f- fulfill an important role uh, because they can absorb sugars. They can, um, uh, they work basically as uh, some people call it sort of the oiling of the, of your intestines. They sort of move things through. They're quite, so they're bulking agents. Um, and they're they like cleaning have, the intestines, you could say. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Um, uh, uh, and uh, the, the, so that the animals who can use them, they have to go through quite a bit of a hassle. Like cows, for example, they can eat grass and the cellulose in the grass, the, fi- the insoluble fiber, but they need to have multiple stomachs with very specialized bacteria that break it down and so on and so forth. We don't have those bacteria mm. and therefore we cannot break them down. So so it's the, really those two groups of fibers, the fibers that feed your bacteria, the soluble fibers, which means basically if you put them into water, they can kind of absorb enough water and they, they can disperse mm. um, or form a gel or things like that. And then there's the insoluble fibers, which is basically cellulose at the end of the day uh, or lignans. Um, so they, they they cannot be digested by us or our friends, by our friendly bacteria, and they just they just pass through basically. But they f- fulfill a lot of important roles. Mm. So it's important to get both soluble and not, yeah, yeah. To to combine and, you know, them. The interesting thing: if you go back to the seventies, mm. and a lot of in the lot of the. Um, ideas in people's mindset around fiber is because in the seventies, primarily the the cellulose, the insol- the insoluble fiber was seen as as important. 
and as sort of this thing that you should eat. And and uh, the science has moved on dramatically since then. But so people still in their in their minds think fiber is something that's sort of uh, hard and grainy and and fibery and and things like that. But a lot of the soluble fibers, you wouldn't even notice if it was in a glass of water, it dissolves. You wouldn't even feel anything between your teeth or, you know, mm. so, so people still have a bit of the mindset of the old fiber that was uh, the ballast, you know, yeah. material. But is that because uh, you done, when you talked about fi- fibers back in the 70s, you talked about fibers because you wanted to have like... Um, a healthy go through the stomach sort of i mean the food or yeah people knew it was healthy and since the two often come together um people assumed that sort of the roughage was mm. the thing that was doing the good things and it does uh, but actually the more important one is the soluble fiber mm. so why is it important to get a varied intake of fibers and uh, maybe you could give some example of different bacteria fed by different fibers. Yeah. So um, why is it important? So the, um, there is, a, I don't know if you know this uh, story of um, uh, Philip Pullman, the dark, I think it's called His Dark Materials. Um, no. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a trilogy. I, I think it's also, also made into a series and was even a movie with Nicole Kidman or something made out of the book. But there's a nice story. It's space plays in a different world where people have these, their souls, or they call them demons or something like that, which is this, this animal, but it's not inside of your body, but it's next to your body. And this thing sort of takes on your character or sort of is connected to you. It's a nice, nice sort of image, but I, that image always stru- struck me as um, mm. our bacteria are kind of this animal that lives inside of us. As a matter of fact, we even have a brain around our gut, which functions as some kind of a intelligence. And this, this grouping of neurons around our gut is, is quite, is the same size as, you know, a squid's brain. So, uh, or half a cat's brain. So, so this, this thing is quite intelligent in that sense. It's an animal in, in, in many ways. It just made up of cells made up of many, many different species. And this, this thing is quite important and we have to feed it the same mm-hmm. way you would feed your pet. Yeah. Um, and it interacts with you on so many dimensions. Uh, it, it creates certain chemicals such as short chain fatty acids, which have a huge impact on uh, your cardiovascular health, on your immune system, um, on your gut health itself, um, appetite control, all of those things. So, so that's just one of the chemicals that these uh, bacteria produce and basically put into your put into your system. Uh, they have an the, the, the little brain around your gut interacts with a big brain in your head and has all kinds of effects also on your mood. Um, you know, there's some early studies on ADHD, positive impact on ADHD, and so on and so forth. So, so to come back to your question, um, you know, fiber and other phytonutrients also. So anything that gives a color to berries and things like that is also quite important for these for these bacteria but basically you are feeding these bacteria and you have to feed them in the same responsibility that you would have towards your dog Mm. (laughs) or my dog Mm. i don't sort of go along for a day and not feed my dog it's criminal Mm. yeah (laughs) and it's the same thing 
you have to feed these bacteria. It's, 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 it's this living thing inside of you. Now, some, some voices say it may be even worse. They actually sit there and we're just a vehicle for them to move around and, yeah. and feed themselves <laughs> because there is about a thousand different species of them. There's only one of us. They have yeah. about 2 million genes. We only have 25,000 genes. There's almost as many of them, some say even more of them in terms of numbers than the cells in our body. So mm. actually you almost say that's the main organism. That's the main being. We're just sort of the, the thing to move them around the world and find mm. food for them. Yeah. That's not, not how I see it, but I think I see it as my pet mm. and I need to feed now, now, what kind of bacteria there are, there's, as I said, there's thousand species, about 500 of them are, no, about, uh, maybe less, about 100 of them are more abundant. Nobody knows what they're exactly doing. Mm. It's a very complex system. Uh, you know, you have, think of it, we have not even figured out the genetics of humans in, in an adequate way. Mm. Uh, and we have about 25,000 genes. Uh, th there's 10 times more genes in the bacterial co uh, colonies, the co uh, bacterial groups that are in our, in our intestines. So it's a very, very complex thing. We have a few ideas, although everything I'm stating right now is, you have to take it with a grain of salt. I don't, uh, the science is not uh, hard on it. Mm. Uh, so uh, we have sort of big groups. I always call them ABC, uh, ABC and F groups, uh, like the grades you get in, in, in school. But they, again, take it with a grain of salt. So there's the actinobacteria mm. uh, and there's the, uh, the, there's the bacteroidetes, uh, the A and the B. And they generally uh, like to have, uh, uh, they, the, the, the fiber and fruit and vegetables tend to uh, increase their numbers. Mm. Now, one has to be careful. These are groups of bacteria, most of which seem to be beneficial, but not all of them. Uh, it's the same as human beings. You know, most human beings are nice, but every now and then you get a criminal also mm. in there. So, mm. um, so with these bacteria, it's, it's, it depends very much on the individual strain. And, and so when I, say, when I say actinobacteria, I'm saying humanity, you know, and Bacteroidetes, I'm saying all the Martians and so on and mm. so forth. So, so you have to be a little bit careful. But, but fruit and vegetables tend to feed the A and the B bacteria, the, the actinobacteria and the bacteroidetes. And then there is the clostridia, the C, and they tend to sort of uh, prefer, uh, so they and the B ones tend to prefer legumes and grain-derived uh, uh, um, uh, fiber. Um, but again, uh, as a general sort of sense, if you mm. look at the literature, that seems to be. And then there's the firmicutes uh, or firmicutes. Uh, they're not very cute necessarily. Uh, I but, read uh, about those. They are very yeah. common in the people like you and I who live in the Western world and have a that's Western right, diet. That's right. Yeah. Again, as a very sort of, if you step way back and look at it, you kind of want to have less of them. Mm. Uh, but there's some in there that are quite important. So again, it's, it's a bit, uh, one has to be a little bit cautious, uh, but the more you sort of increase the positive ones, the ones that actually help you, mm. the more automatically you reduce the ones that are not helpful to you. And fiber in general does that. But if you can have fiber from multiple sources, then you probably have a richer set of uh, bacteria. And there's another correlation that people see is that the more diversity you have in your bacterial uh, species, the better for you.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Um, look at how much how much sort of protein has taken off mm. why because you can link it to sexy bodies and yeah. and building muscle and you know all of those things if you actually look at the benefits of protein you know if you're a high-end sports person who actually damages their tissue yes protein is the thing that helps you repair it but if you're not you're you're eating already way too much protein in in, in your day so mm. adding more protein won't as a matter of fact, it loads up your body with uh, uh, stuff that you shouldn't be eating. So, so actually, um, for those people, the sexy body comes through fiber. Is that what you say? <laughs> well, that's the thing. You cannot yeah? make, you cannot prove that, you know, you can, I can prove that you live longer, but I can't. And if that's sexy, great. But it's mm. much easier yeah, it to you know, show you my, I mean, not mine. My mine doesn't fit into that category. <laughs> but, but if I did have a, you know, muscle bound body, Yeah. then it's easier to get people attracted to it because we're so visually based. And, and, and whereas, you know, somebody who showing a picture of a 104-year-old because they ate lots of fiber is mm. not as sexy as it should be, but because mm. that's great. They've had a, maybe a lovely life, but it's it's a different sort of value. And it's a, it's it's it requires people to kind of step back and say, what kind of a life do I want to live? And wow, here is something that actually does not require me to change my lifestyle uh it's not hyped it's actually you know i'm just feeding that's why i'm looking for these pictures like that little animal that you're feeding yeah. so yeah. it almost responsibility towards this being that you're mm. that, that is inside of you um so it's it's more that where you kind of step back and say you know what it's not a big deal to eat a few more fruit a day and a full grain bread and you know those types of things um mm. because then i get to see my family for many more years or i yeah. get to sort of feel good inside of myself for a bit longer Mm. So it's that, but I think it, it's a harder sell ultimately. Yeah, but I think also that uh, talking about anti-aging, that is what the whole cosmetic uh, branch is doing. And in like, a way, <laughs> fiber is like a natural anti-aging miracle, I would say. Maybe not miracle, but it's natural anti-aging Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, the fish... it, it, it is. It is actually, indeed, it is. Yeah. But it's very hard to then sort of say, 
I just ate fiber a week later. <laughs> Guess what? All my wrinkles went away. That yeah, yeah, won't yeah. happen. No. <laughs> then you need to do Botox. <laughs> but yeah, that, exactly. is, uh, that I wouldn't recommend though. So it was just a joke. <laughs> so the official recommendations is uh, to get at least 25 to 35 five grams of fiber per day. But the majority yeah. of us today are not getting enough of fibers on a daily basis. So how can an increase of fiber intake decrease the risk of infection and other health conditions? This we have talked about. So then I do, would you like to comment anything on that? Yeah, as I said, sort of the fibers feed the bacteria and then they start a whole cascade of things inside of our bodies. Mm. And almost everything we're starting to look at from can certain cancers to cardiovascular disease to our immune system, uh, I just put put out a white paper on on um, lung diseases, meaning uh, caused by viruses such as flu or corona. Mm. Um, uh, fiber has a significant impact on that. You actually think then that the explosion of lifestyle related diseases wouldn't have gone through the roof if we had maintained our high intake of fibers? I mean, our ancestors had many uh, times more of fibers each day. Uh, and now we we hardly uh, reach 25 grams a day. Yeah. So would you For say this is the case? If you see the correlation, and the correlation is concentration dependent, meaning the more you eat, the better. Mm. Uh, the answer is very simple. Yes, absolutely. And if you look at also globally, so one of the things we just have completed a uh, study across all the data we could find in the literature. Mm. And we have looked at uh, because you know, if I if I take let's say a very traditional um, person living in a sort of uh, pre-industrial state somewhere you know in the world, and I compare it to diseases of somebody in the industrialized world, uh, you don't see much cardiovascular disease mm-hmm. um, in, in those people. And you look at their sort of uh, food; it's full of fiber, mm-hmm. full of fiber and phytonutrients, and so. Uh, so in the less industrial words, you might die of, uh, you know, let's say diseases that are infectious, those types of diseases you might die of, but you generally don't die of cardiovascular disease. So the answer, I think, to that is 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 yes. Um, so that's one. But then we, we just, comp- we, so we said, let's compare countries that are similar, mm. because then you can find out if those who eat more fiber uh, see an effect because otherwise you have too many other effects that are playing into the, into it. So we mm. compared Japan to uh, Italy to the US. Mm. They have similar healthcare systems. Um, you know their lifestyles are similar. Uh, the only main difference that we could find is the amount of sugar people eat and the amount of fiber people eat. Mm. And and so okay. we, we compared all the macronutrients in, as ratios. So basically, the, the relationship between sugar to fiber, sugar to fat, fat to comp- complex carbs, fat to sugar, and so on and so forth. So all the main food groups. And the big correlation that we see in that order, the US, Italy, and Japan, is that the sugar to fiber ratio, which means the amount of sugar you eat for every bit of fiber that you eat, the more sugar you eat per amount of fiber that you eat, the more cardiovascular disease you have, the higher your healthcare costs, just name it, right? So, um, so, and those are three countries that are somewhat comparable with each other because they're 
they're all industrialized. They all kind of have a certain mm. a certain, certain kind of behavior. So wow, I would say so, this is true. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, so, so that basically says, and that 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 implies something huge because if you look at um, the amount of effort that goes into reducing sugar, mm. and how darn difficult it is to not eat sugar, to reduce actually your sweet tooth. You and I both know we like chocolate. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to give up chocolate. I actually no. really don't want to give up chocolate. Me neither. I've tried. <laughs> yeah. And it's a pleasure in life. Mm. And so I'm not advocating that people eat sugar. But what I'm saying is it's actually not the, not the sugar we should focus on. It's the ratio between sugar. And the way I'm saying it is, is if you look at the data, it's a very simple thing. For this much fiber, you can, you're allowed to eat this much sugar. Okay, so now now <laughs> you're pointing at one thing, one finger, and saying for one finger, uh, sugar, one of finger sugar of sugar, you can eat this many fingers of. Uh, sorry, one finger of fiber, you can. Get, yeah. you're allowed to eat this much sugar. Ja, när Lina och Kosro hade det här samtalet så hade de även video på och vid det här tillfället så håller alltså Kosro upp ett antal fingrar för att visa Lina och det är fyra stycken. Så ett finger för fiber mot fyra för socker. Hmm. Uh, that's about what's in a fruit. A fruit has this much sugar. A lot of people say oh, fruit is not healthy because it has sugar. Yes, you're right. The sugar in the fruit is no different than the white table sugar that you put into your tea or mm. coffee. There's no difference between them. They're both bad for you. But fruit comes with fiber. Mm. And so and so and that undoes that because mm. if you look at fruit it correlates with healthy numbers. So we know that this much sugar for this much fiber is totally fine. Mm. And so so if you can basically increase the fiber then you undo a lot of the damage that that sugar does and i think it's much easier to increase fiber in our diet than tax sugar and tell people not to eat sweet things and so forth it i can tell you for myself and i'm dealing with this every day and the guilt is all over me for every bit of sugar that i'm eating mm. i ain't giving up chocolate it just no. won't happen no. uh, so but i'm eating a ton of fiber and in 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 a sense i i could care less mm. That's a good way of putting it. You know, we we usually say that focus on what you could add instead of what you could exclude. Perfect. So, I mean, then am I going too far when claiming that a daily increase of fiber could even help to lower the great cost for costs for our public health care that we see today? I, I am convinced that that's the case on many fronts. So, um, you know, fiber, we didn't talk about it, but uh, it has a um, positive effect on weight management. Mm. So obesity right now going through the roof, most worryingly obesity in children. Mm. Um, so, um, um, you know, it's, it's places like the U.S., uh, I mean, it's, it's at epidemic levels, but in Europe is not far behind. Uh, Sweden isn't relatively speaking <coughs> within Europe in, in in good shape, but mm. still, I mean, twenty percent uh, obesity is 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 still a very high number. Yes. Um, so, and the cost. I know the cost in the UK 
uh, and this is the actual cost. This is not, let's say, if you have to employ somebody to widen the doors of hospitals so you can fit people through because they're so obese, mm. uh, I'm not even counting that as cost because it puts someone to work. It's good for yeah. your GDP, to speak. It's bad for your health. No, mm. true cost. We're talking something like 20 to 30 billion. Mm. Uh, so that's, 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 that's 1% of GDP. That, that, that is huge. Mm. And it, and only increasing that just on, on, on that, on diabetes, on obesity, which are correlated with each other. Uh, and then you have all the cardiovascular diseases, you have all the cancers and so on and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, I mean, I think now the burden of proof have shifted. If anybody says that that's not the case, they have to prove it to me because mm. the evidence is, is overwhelming. Mm. So thank you so much, Koshro, for uh, spending time with me here and uh, giving me so much knowledge about fiber. And uh, I'm happy to be able to share this with uh, all the listeners out there. And I hope you've had a wonderful hour. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lina. Ja, men visst var det väldigt intressant det här. Det är faktiskt så att han sa ännu mer spännande saker under den här intervjun och vill ni höra precis allt så kan ni göra det i vår engelska podd som kommer senare i höst. Där kommer alltså intervjun finnas i sin helhet. Ja, innan vi avslutar så måste jag ju bara påminna om våra två nya produkter. Våra fantastiska kosttillskott som alltså heter Gut Flora och Gut Flora Fibers. Som finns mer att läsa om på nutrienthunter.se. Om ni inte har koll, gå in och skaffa er det genast. Du har lyssnat på Food Pharmacy-podden med Lina Nertsby och Mia Klase. Och idag även med den eminenta gästen Dr. Kosro Isas Nickpay. Jag heter Sebastian Ring och står för redigering och musik och lite annat smått och gott. Vill du ha mer av Food Pharmacy? Ja, självklart vill du det. Ja, då hittar du oss på foodpharmacy.se och på Instagram under namnet food_pharmacy. Hej då! Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.